Welcome to the Bob Siegel Show podcast on the Cross Global Media Radio Network. Visit cgmradio.com slash bob to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Speaking of Christmas, now this did not make a lot of news, but I want to share this with you. A recent discovery was made at another cave in the Judean desert. That's where we discovered the Dead Sea Scrolls. An ancient papyrus scroll with actually clarifying information about the birth of Christ. Now, hold on to your seats. This is fascinating. I found this very interesting when I read this. It turns out that actually there was room at the inn for Joseph and Mary. But the inn was a Motel 6, so they decided they'd rather stay in a stable. (laughs) Say hello again to Dana Siegel. Oh, my goodness. That I don't know where you came up with that one, but... Oh, I'll tell you where I came up with it. I used to do a lot of traveling evangelism, and when people would put me up at a motel, I wanting to be a nice guy and not real fussy, I'd say it could be anywhere, even a Motel 6. But after a while, I had to say it could be anywhere, it could be cheap anywhere, but Except, a Motel yes, 6. I get that. We heard about how difficult that situation must have been as she's trying to explain to Joseph how she's pregnant and so on. And, you know, the angels came in and helped with that and covered that. But I hadn't heard about how, I I know she went and visited Elizabeth, but I didn't make the connections about how important that visit must have been. And we heard that Mary went to Elizabeth probably for help and just support during this unusual time. It would be difficult in that culture, especially in that time to be pregnant. And she was betrothed, but not married yet. Nobody could fathom how you could get pregnant without having physical relations. So that or would have been a stretch. The story or believe the story what she was saying. Happened. Yes. So went to Elizabeth for support for this situation. Elizabeth was older than she was. And so it would be somebody with more life experience and more uh, just to offer in support and maybe even in an advisory role to her, a mentor role. And then finally, that Elizabeth was also in a situation with a miraculous pregnancy happening and she was too old to have been pregnant and had a miraculous child on its way. And that child that was within her was the amazing John the Baptist to precede Jesus. So it was a pretty cool connection to all of that. Yes, that was John the Baptist, folks, not to be confused with John the Presbyterian or John the Episcopalian. (laughs) This was John the Baptist. Well, yeah, uh, Elizabeth was a relative of Mary's. Because of her age, she was probably an aunt. She could have been an older cousin. The word there just says relative, but it was a relation. And absolutely... As you're alluding to, Dana, the encouragement to go to a family member who's older and to get guidance. And I, again, I am in awe of Mary and what she must have had to go through and just how amazing God just set the whole thing up and and put it all together. And just who was his plan from the beginning to bring Jesus to us, to be able to go to the cross ultimately and, and be able to move on. Yeah, it was also very common in biblical days, we need to understand, when there was a miraculous event that was foretold, some kind of long-range prophecy, it was very common for God to give a short-range prophecy that's going to come true in the immediate future. 
And what that does is it gives encouragement and faith. So here Mary, who is a virgin, is told that she's going to bear a baby miraculously. Now, what happened with Elizabeth wasn't as much of a miracle, but it was a miracle. She was too old to have children, and she had a child. So it's, oh, and by the way, your aunt, again, could be cousin, but I think probably aunt, your aunt Elizabeth, who was too old to have children, has had a child. And go and visit her. And the same God who made that happen with her is going to give you the faith to believe that it could happen to you. This was not the only time this happened. There are many instances in Scripture of a short-range prophecy. When Saul was told by Samuel the prophet that he was going to become a king, he gave a prediction. He says, when you get home, your brothers are going to come out and say, where were you? And you went out to look for the livestock, but then we worried more about you than the livestock. Doesn't sound like a big deal, but that happened exactly as Samuel said it was going to happened. The idea was, wow, okay, uh, Samuel told me that I'm going to become king, but he also gave this short-range prophecy about what was going to happen later on in the near future with my brothers, and it actually happened. That was very common. So on two counts, needing the mentoring of a beloved relative to encourage her, but also the small prophecy, no, not insignificant, the small prophecy foreshadowing and giving encouragement and faith for the bigger prophecy. That is a very cool clarification. Thank you for that. I want to ask you to do one more thing similar to that because this is your gift. I remember when uh, you first shared with me several years ago that uh, I know you, you, a tradition for you is reading the Christmas story every year out of yeah, the like Bible. I'm the one that made up that tradition. <laughs> no, no, no. Hey, you know, know, God, I've got an idea. I don't think anyone's ever done this before. Why don't I read no, that's the not... Christmas story on Christmas right out of the Bible? I know you Good do. Good one, Bob. Good one, Bob. I know you do that as okay. something that you are committed to, but... It, what... is, it is an enjoyable I tradition. know, but what I found interesting when you shared it with me the first time was how you put together different versions from the the gospels out of it so can you just tell them what you what you well, like to yeah. put together and when we say different versions we don't mean one's true and one isn't but they key no in no on, no they key in on different things matthew starts looking at it from joseph's point of view joseph finds out his wife's pregnant he knows that she could get stoned to death or at least be held to public disgrace he wants to put her away quietly despite how hurt and confused he is he's still being merciful but an angel visits him in a dream and says this child is of god we hear about that we hear about King Herod and the wise men going to visit him saying, where is baby Jesus? And Herod tries to kill the children that are two years old or younger because he doesn't want some child prophesied to be king of the Jews. Herod considers himself king of the Jews. That's all in Matthew's account. Luke's account is what you were talking about earlier, Dana. They start, they actually start with the birth of John the Baptist foretold Mm. and then uh, John the Baptist's father and his mother Elizabeth. And then they switch over to Mary and then Mary goes and visits Elizabeth. And then they go to the part about Joseph and Mary and traveling over for the census and there's no room at the end. And what's interesting is we always look at manger scenes and the manger scenes have the shepherds and the angels and the wise men. And I love that. I wouldn't want to have a manger scene without the wise men. But the wise men came later. Jesus could have been as old as two when the wise men came. And Mary and Joseph were living in a house at that time. That star that came and shone over the place, that wasn't shining over a stable. It was shining in a house. So we're getting very different things. So what Dana's talking about is what I would do is chronologically. I'd go, I'd start with John right. the Baptist, yes. and then it's announced to Mary, and then I'd switch back to Matthew and go to the part about you. And it's just fun to read it that way because you're kind of getting it in the chronological order. Mark and John just jump right in and go right to John the Baptist and the baptism of Jesus. So the nativity stories, they're only in the Gospels of Luke and Matthew. 
Yeah, and I remember the first year you did that with me. It was it was just such a cool way to do it, um, and we just kind of kept flipping around. But you knew exactly where to go and what to do, and it really made the story much fuller and richer. So, you know, as we're talking about Christmas and just the season and what it is, that really is, it is about Jesus and the traditions and the memories. Those are all wonderful things, but it really is about Jesus coming to earth for us to be able to grow and have his ministry and then go to the cross on our behalf so that we can be forgiven of our sins and be cleared. So that really is what this whole season is about. That's really what the delight should be in, is in Christ coming and being born. And so there's the magic. That's not the childhood magic, but it certainly is much more enduring and more meaningful to us as adults. Bob Siegel Show podcast is a production of Bob Siegel and Cross Global Media. Visit us online and subscribe to the show at cgmradio.com slash bob.